All righty. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Bullpen Blues. As always, I'm your co-host, Kevin Dixon, joined by our good buddy, David Esser. David, inching closer to potential baseball. Uh, we'll see how it goes, though. How you doing? Yeah, Kevin, doing well. Uh, good morning. Um, nothing has changed on the on the lockout front, but we figured we'd, we'd jump back on it and continue to hopefully fill that void as we all anxiously wait Phillies baseball, especially with uh, the NFL season done in Philadelphia after this weekend. Um, you know, the Phillies, they're, they're up next. They're right around the corner. Um, obviously, we have the Sixers as well and the Flyers, but I think everyone's kind of definitely anxious for the MLB offseason to start so we can all get pumped with some more optimism. I mean, free agency, as we all know, it's one of the best times of the year. We bring in players. We trade for players. Everyone can get excited. Uh, nothing has changed, but we're still we're still optimistic that we're going to be getting baseball sometime soon. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking this yesterday. I guess the silver lining of this lockout is once they get this done, we don't have to deal with this crap again for, what, another 10 years. So, I mean, hopefully they can get this completed soon. I was thinking we were going to get some progress after we released our last episode. An hour later, yeah, the union and the owners are set to meet. I was like, of course, you know, it, it had to come after we released. So maybe we'll get news again after we were uh, this pod drops that we're going to get more uh, traction in the talks. But, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not necessarily concerned about losing games, but I'm a little concerned that we're this far into the all season and we haven't heard anything. I was thinking we would have a little bit more to go on by now. Yeah, I agree, and I've been relatively um, unconcerned for most of most of the year. I know, I think, I believe it was John Boy Media posted a video the other day, kind of doom or gloom, saying that we're going to miss a month of games, that we're going to miss a bunch of games, and everyone's to blame. I'm not there yet. I mean, it's only January. There's still time. Kevin, with that said, it, it is January 18th. Um, yeah, I think it, we're getting near the end of January. We are. <laughs> pretty crazy. near the end of January, and I think everybody hoped that coming out of the – you know, out of New Year's after the holiday break, that they they start getting some traction, and obviously the first meeting didn't go well for either side. So I'm I'm starting to get a little bit more concerned than I was, and we're inching closer to potentially a shortened spring training. Then obviously, if you shorten spring training too much, you're looking at losing some games that you know at the start of the year. I think what we're definitely going to miss um, here coming up is pitchers and catchers. I don't anticipate it being done by then. Um. I know they're set to report. It's I think it's less than a month now. And I would say that I would be surprised if they do report when they're supposed to. I guess we'll see. Um, but with that said, David, you know, let's try to be optimistic here because, you know, we could do a whole show on being doom and gloom. We've done we've done it before. Uh, and who knows? We may be doing it again here in a few weeks if they don't get anything going. But with the idea that they're going to get this completed. Let's talk some fills, man. That is that is what we're here to do. Yeah. Um, we we threw up a post on on our Twitter, on our Facebook again at Bullpen Blues Pod on Twitter and at uh, Facebook.com slash Bullpen Blues Podcast on Facebook. Definitely go check out both pages. And we kind of just threw up a little feeler post and we kind of wanted to gauge where everyone was regarding the state of the team. And you know, we, we said what is the most pressing concern? What is the biggest area of weakness? Where do you feel like the Phillies are lacking the most? You know, is it the front office? Is it the manager and Joe Girardi's? Is, is it the lack of on-field talent? Is it something else? We got some replies that we, I, we're going to work through and flesh out. Kevin, 
I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on this first. If you had to pick one specific spot, one piece of this organization, one facet, where where do you lean when it comes to your biggest concern? Um, now, now you obviously you can point to a couple different points uh, or a couple different action spots to where you can look to improve. Personally, I grew up uh, in the era of Phillies baseball, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, 7, 8. My formative years through high school are 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I guess not really 12 and 13. But the era of baseball I grew up watching with the Phillies was perennial offensive powerhouse. They would just outscore you. Um, they won a World Series that way. Obviously, they had a damn good bullpen in 2008. Um, they had Cole Hamels, and and I think they had a better rotation than people give him credit for. I mean, it was kind of just Cole Hamels and a bunch of threes and fours in that rotation. Um, but that offense, they were in every single game, Dave. It would be 7-1 to in the fourth inning, and you'd be like, they can come back. And they would. A lot of the times they would. Uh, I think 2007, they had the number one uh, offense in baseball in terms of runs scored. Uh, and they – they won the division in 2007 with a guy in their rotation who made 30 starts, Adam Eaton, with an ERA north of six. And they won the National League East that year. So what I'm getting to here, the whole point I'm trying to build to is they need more offensive firepower. Uh, Bryce, ha- Bryce Harper needs help. There's no question about it. Um, it's him and a bunch of dudes. I was saying it all last season, you know, especially in the second half when the rest of the lineup posted an OPS South of 700 in the second half, aside from Bryce Harper. Um, not only, like, look, like it may not get them over the top, but it'll make the Phillies more enjoyable to have some more boppers in the lineup. Uh, I know, you know, obviously they were winning ballgames back, you know, in 07, 08, 09, but the team was fun to watch because they scored. They You felt like they were in every game. I think there's something to be said for that. Obviously, you could point to the bullpen. Uh, you could point to getting more organizational depth, which I think is very important. But I would love, love, love to get some more offensive firepower here in Philadelphia. Yeah, Kevin, I, I couldn't agree more. I tweeted out yesterday um, that I just think they are lacking not just one elite bat, but like a few, like a couple um, really good hitters in this lineup, whether it's guys who can hit for a high average in front of Bryce Harper or guys who can hit, hit for power behind them. Um, they're just lacking these types of guys. And you're absolutely correct when when you say it was Bryce Harper and a bunch of guys last year because it, it really was. Um, I don't have the exact numbers on, 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 on hand right now, but I know everyone not named Bryce Harper, I believe their OPS was below 700 in the second half. Is that correct? It was, it was, it was 690. 690. As Kevin, a team, yeah. That is horrible. That is absolutely dreadful. And, you know, that's a lineup that had you know, a JT and a Brad Miller and some guys and, and Gene Sevier and Andrew McCutcheon, guys who were supposed to be able to hit the ball for you, and they just weren't. Um, it's not an easy thing to fill. It costs money. Um, they're probably banking on Alec Bohm to have a big-time bounce back year and become one of those blue-chip pieces on the offense. But, you know, we, we've talked about it before. Kyle Schwarber, Chris Bryant, Castellanos, one of these guys, they got to come in here um, and they got to provide some – some, some serious aid to Bryce Harper. Is that going to be enough to elevate this team to a World Series contender? Absolutely not. But it is step one to making this team not only better and more competitive, but but more fun to watch. Uh, scoring more runs, hitting more home yeah. runs, hitting more doubles, you know, doing the little things right. Like that is step one to building a, a good baseball team. 
I mean, and I just think that there's something to be said for. I mean, how many times over the last couple of years, David, has it been four to one, five to one in the fourth inning, and you're like, "We're yeah, done, here we're we cooked." Yeah, like this, this game's over. You know, we, well, we like start texting each other more. about about doing the post game. Like we're already yeah. done. And and if you get a couple more bats, man, like you're like like your odds of winning a five to one game in the fourth inning. Obviously, they're not very high, but like you get some more guys who can produce some offense. You feel like we have a chance to come back here. Whereas the last couple of years, obviously they have had some rallies. They did it multiple times to Washington last year, but for the most part, um, you feel like they're dead in the water, you know, when you get to that spot. So I just, you know, I think there's something to be said to getting some help to Bryce Harper here. I mean, the guy won a freaking MVP with nobody else in the lineup with him. Uh, and with that said, you know, you mentioned Alec Bohm. I personally haven't given up on Alec Bohm yet. Um, I think Reese Hoskins, you know, a lot of people are very high on Reese Hoskins. I'm not as high as other people are. However, I think if you get another bat in here, I think it elevates him because, it, you know, it let, allows him to take a step down in the order and not be, you know, the Robin to Harper's Batman. Uh, so, I mean, like, look, they, like they have potential there. They certainly need to add another piece, though. Um, man, if you could ideally get a guy you could hit four behind Harper's three, uh, you know, it, it's going to transform the lineup because then you can move Hoskins to fifth. You can move Real Muto to sixth. I mean, a lot of the time last year, David, JT Real Muto was hitting cleanup. He's not a cleanup hitter. He's not. You know, he's just, he's just not in an ideal situation. He's hitting sixth, you know? So, like, the pieces for them to have a really good lineup are there. But, you know, they need another, uh, they need another A-lister. Yeah, you mentioned Alec Bohm and how you haven't given up on him, and that's a great segue into our first reply um, under the tweet that we posted up, and it's from Mitch Bernstein. Uh, shout out, Mitch. I've been on his show a couple times over at 12 Ounce Sports Radios, and he mentions Alec Bohm, and he said he needs to figure it out at third base and at the plate. And, you know, obviously his offensive struggles were profound last year. He was not the 300 hitter that he was during the, the abbreviated 2020 season. But Kevin – Kind of, kind of the the follow up to that is is does he have a future at third base? Is he going to be good enough defensively to stay in the lineup so that we can bank on him becoming a better hitter and developing one of those one of those blue chip bats? Uh, personally, I don't think he has a future at third base. Uh, you know, I might get some pushback on that, but realistically, I don't know what, who would because uh, he's been pretty dreadful over there. However. I mean, David, hit to June 1st last year. He hit 293, 361 on base. Needs to add a little bit more pop. But, like, offensively, he kind of rebounded. He had that a horrendous start. I do believe in the bat long term. Uh, I think I still think he's a guy who realistically is going to hit 280, 290. You know, on a good year, he might hit 300. Um, like, you don't hit 338 by accident. He hit 338 in his cup of coffee his rookie year. Should have won Rookie of the Year that year. It was ridiculous that they gave it to Devin Williams, who threw what? Who was like 30 years old, by the way. 18 innings, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like two starts. And it was ancient. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm personally, I do believe in Boehm. Um, We've talked about it previously, about him playing the corners. I, I don't know if they're gonna, they would look to do that. But personally, I also don't think he's a first baseman because – I, I tend to believe your first baseman needs to have some pop. 
So if, you know, if, if he's going to play there, he's got to grow into his grow into his body a little bit because he is a big guy. But you know, if they, it, it, I think ideally, you know, the offense stays there in the two eighty two ninety range, and he can develop some more pop. I think he can maybe be a twenty twenty five homer guy. I think in that scenario, you get 25 homers, he hits 290. I think that's you'll take that every single year. So personally, I'm not out on Alec Boehm. I, I think it would be way too premature to just give up on him after a down season. You know, we were so high on this guy this time last year. I don't really think it'd be fair to just kick him to the curb now. Got to give him another opportunity. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, one of the, one of the issues that's plagued the Phillies these last couple of seasons is not developing young talent. Um, and part of it's been on on the drafting. You know, it's, some of these players it's just peaks and valleys, man. It's going to be up and down. It's not everything's going to be great. Absolutely, you know, like you can't blame the Phillies coaching staff for for Mickey Moniak or what had him with Adam Hazley. Like that's not their issues. But there have been instances where they've had a good player and they've given up too early and they've bailed on them from someone else or they've done something silly like Chuck and Reese Hoskins in left field. Um, you know, you have a guy like Alec Bone. We know the bat's legit. I think the bat's legit. Yeah, we, we know he can hit for contact. Obviously, the powers has yet to be there, but as he continues to put on more weight, get a little bit stronger in the gym, he needs to hang out with Bryce Harper during the offseasons because Bryce yeah. is doing something right. Um, Bryce and Scott, they get all them together. Yeah, they all, all just hit bombs and I'll be very happy. Um you know, regarding the defense, because I think he needs to be in the lineup next year. I think your success is very much tied to his bat because he is on. Success of this organization is tied to him. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. They need him to be good. They need him to be good. Yeah. Um, regarding the defense, Kevin, something that's always stuck out to me, uh, he's six foot five. He's a big guy, man. There's yeah. not many six foot five third basemen like ever in baseball. That's very tall to play third base. Um, yeah. It's it's becoming a more and more an athlete's position these days. It's less that you kind of stick one of your slower dudes there and just hope he's – like that's not what third base is. Third base is becoming a a position where you have one of your one of your best defenders. I mean, you look around baseball, Nolan Arenado, Manny Machado, like these guys can play shortstop. Yeah. Um, they're just sticking them at third Matt base. Chapman. Matt Chapman. Like these dudes are freaks. Um, Bohm's not that. I agree with you. I think you either have to go completely different direction and commit to him being a corner outfielder, which may be an issue with Kyle Schwarber likely entering this organization, or or you have to commit to to the DH first base philosophy. But with that said, um, you need you need more than a couple homers out of your DH or first base. Yeah. You need that pushing up into the, the 25, 30 range. For sure. Um, I do think it'll work in the Phillies' favor that, you know, reports that did come out of the discussions last week were that it does look like Universal DH is going to be a thing. Um, look, my case for the baseball purist, which I think is also a lie because baseball is – there's no such thing as baseball purity because the game has continued to evolve throughout its entire existence. For example, they moved the pitcher's mound back in like 1965 or something. Not that long ago, 50-something years ago. Um, so, like, the game constantly evolves. I certainly understand the pushback to the Universal DH. I personally do enjoy the National League game. However, starting pitchers, what, they throw five, six innings nowadays, David? You get one or two at-bats from them anyway. Uh, why not maximize it? Go DH. Uh, personally, it's going to really help the Phillies because they are loaded with these type of players that they don't have a position for them. 
Um, so I do just want to say, like, I understand the the side of it that you don't like it. However, I do think it's funny when people go, I will never watch a game again. It's like, okay, buddy. <laughs> like, I totally believe you. Yeah, and I think an underrated benefit to the DH, and it's obviously working in the Phillies' favor. I've seen a few complaints where people are like, oh, well, they'll have to pay Schwab or more. I don't care. Like, pay him whatever the hell he wants. That's not my problem. Yeah, ultimately, um, I don't really care what he makes. <laughs> if the owner is willing to pay him, it's like the Mets paying Max Scherzer what they paid him. Like, who cares? Who cares? They're going the to do it. Um, I think the underrated thing is, you know, you mentioned pitching. How many times this past season did they have to – yank Wheeler a little bit early because they needed someone to hit in his place in the seventh, eighth inning. Like in theory, the Phillies and other teams around baseball aren't going to have to worry about that as much where we have a DH. Um, so if Zach Wheeler's cruising on 70 pitches going into the eighth inning, uh, but the Phillies are down one, you can just keep him in, which is helpful because the Phillies are obviously a little top heavy in the rotation and not so top heavy in the bullpen. So the, the more opportunities to keep Wheeler, Nola, Eflin, uh, Ranger Suarez, hell, even Kyle Gibson in the game over over some of the the Phillies relievers. Like I'm all I'm on board with that 100. How about all the times where you've come up and again, like we're talking about rallies, you're down five to one in the fifth. You have second and third. I'll go I'll go five to one in, in the third. You got second and third with two outs, and instead of going pinch hitter, you decide to keep your starting pitching in because your bullpen's gassed. Mm-hmm. There's two runs sitting out there on the pond, man. You're down five mm-hmm. to one. Like, you don't really have the arms to throw the bullpen, but you kind of need the runs. Do you so, remember the uh, the Chase Anderson bases loaded situation? Of course. And then they yanked yeah. them the next day anyway. Horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> like, get rid of all of that. It's silly. It's not, not like good decision making. It's just silly. Yeah. And then they took him out. Like, I think he walked the first batter the next inning and they yanked him. <laughs> yeah, What's the point stuff. of that? Um, Chase Anderson, out. oh man, tried to. We were in, myself. we were in on Chase. I tried Chase to convince Ace. myself that was going to work. It was a valiant effort. He's I awesome. can't wait to see who they sign after the lockout, so I can convince myself that that's going to work. Like, oh, this I'm is all whatever. Yeah, like, Shamib center fielder they sign, I'm all the way in. Um, <laughs> what, he, he hit two sixty down in a ball back in fifteen. I'm <laughs> in. Let's go back in fifteen. Um, Kevin, I had another common theme in, in the replies to our tweets and i had i had one on facebook as well um big thanks to everyone who chimed in i had a couple people say shortstop which i think has kind of been a forgotten need this offseason. Do people not know that the phillies took bryson stott in the first round in 2019 he's best friend well, <laughs> and he's kevin he's look he looks he looks like the real deal he's he's definitely going to be a piece of their puzzle man uh he's him and bryce are way too tight they're not going to trade him I agree, but I guess the question is, do you think, it's kind of a two-part question, do you think he is, number one, ready to be not only a major league shortstop, Kevin, because he, he needs to be a good major league shortstop with where this team is trying to go. Again, the, Well, they got Alec Bone playing third. They definitely need him to be good. They need him to be a plus defender. They need him to be a plus bat. And second, do you think the Phillies are ready to make that commitment, or do you think they'll try to maybe platoon him with Didi or maybe – trade Didi and bring in a veteran and kind of kind of platoon Bryson Stott or only have him hit against righties. Like, what do you view Stott's role? Because I agree, I think he's very much the long-term answer at shortstop. Um, but w- what do you view his kind of situation in just 2022? I think he's going to have an opportunity to play. Um, they certainly don't have an answer at that position right now. They're probably, I mean, if he's on the roster, I'm sure Didi Gregorius will have an opportunity. 
whether that be in spring training or, you know, maybe they give him the first couple weeks of the season. Um, but that's a dangerous game, David, because last year in center field, they didn't want to bring up you-know-who. They punted the entire first month. Like, they really did. Think about there's maybe a couple more games they could have won. Uh, however, in terms of the shortstop, uh, I think he'll he'll see some playing time in 22. Uh, I think it depend it'll really depend on as well how well he performs in spring training, how well the other pieces do as well, who they decide to bring in. Uh, I don't certainly don't think they're going to make a significant move at shortstop. Um, no, from all the no. vibes I get, the organization's pretty confident in this guy. Okay, I was going to say they, no, no last second Trevor Story yeah. signing. They seem to believe in him. Um, I'll tell you what, man, I'd be all in on Trevor Story if they can get him on a one year deal. We talked about his splits on the last episode, but. I still ultimately believe he's a good player. So, I mean, if you can get him in here, he's a fantastic defender as well. Who knows, man? Maybe they go that route and they move Bryson Stott over to third base. I mean, that's something that they dabbled with in spring, uh, down in the minor league ball last year. So, um, But I, I certainly think Bryson Stott will have a role. Uh, how big of a role that's going to be, I think that, that'll be up to him to determine which, how well he performs in spring and how well he ends up coming up and hitting. Um but I certainly don't think that he's a piece that they're going to look to move. I, I would be really surprised. And that and that kind of has changed in the last year, but you can really see the relationship that he has with the Phillies franchise player. I'm sure that he has a say in what's going to go on. Like they, Not necessarily he's going to make a trade, but they might be like, what do you think of this? I would assume he's probably going to be like, no, we need, we need him here with us. It's a very good point. And I don't think Bryce – Bryce Harper, you know, should be uh, orchestrating front office moves, and he'll leave that to Dombrowski. Sure. His opinion carries weight, though. Oh, it carries a lot of weight. And I, yeah. I think even on top of that, if, if Harper, you know, he's been living with Stott for over a year now. You know, they vacation together. Their families are friends. Um, you know, they room together in spring training. If Harper's around this dude 24-7, and he's telling Dombrowski, like, hey, this kid has it. He's a good hitter. He works hard. His mind's in the right place. He's getting better every day. Like that, that carries a lot of weight to me, and it should to the Phillies as well. Like that is a firsthand account from a guy who's he's the best player in the National League after this past year. He won MVP. If he's saying Stott's got it, Kevin Stott's probably got it. Yeah. I, I mean, and yeah, I think like, like you said, all the extra time he's spending with Bryce, I'm sure Bryce is working with him. They're working together. Uh, and let's face it, man, the guy was a first round pick. Like, obviously, there is actually some legit talent there. Um, we talked about this last year as well. And, and a big thing for me, David, and, and I've told you this numerous times, mentioned this on the pod as well. For me, when it comes to prospects, it doesn't necessarily matter where you are on the list. As long as you continue to rise up the board, Bryson Stott has continued to rise up the board year after year, made his way in the top 100 prospects this, this past season. And there's something to be said, David, when they had two different draft classes that have replenished the farm systems in baseball. You have the international signings that have happened and he maintains his ability to continue to move up the board. I think that's huge. I, th I think that says a lot for not only his, his talent level, but how he's viewed around baseball. I absolutely agree. And I'm, I'm very excited to watch him play, uh, play this. Yeah, we can get him. We can get Alec Boehm. Like let's hit on some of these picks, man. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a much more fun infield. I'll give you that. Yeah. You know, you got Nick Abel, you got uh, Andrew Painter. I, I mean, 
Hans I, personally, I think they've they've done a nice job the last couple of years of uh, like there's still a lot of work to do in terms of where they're at as a farm system, but they've done a nice job the last couple of drafts, at least in the early returns, in my opinion. It, it appears to be trending in the right direction, and kind of on that point, the, the couldn't get worse. I wanted to get today was the Philly signed the fourth best international prospect uh, that. this yep. past weekend. And if there was ever a moment for me to be in on Dave Dombrowski, it's right now yeah. because I like those moves. I like setting up this team for, for future success. Um, it's something the Phillies, like, haven't done at all the last or couple They just of haven't years. had much success with it. Yeah, you know, and I think, I think Dombrowski said, okay, I'm tired of not getting these guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw $2.2 million at this 17-year-old kid. Um, I'm going to make sure he's in my organization. So more of that, I'm definitely a fan of. Especially. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm a fan of spending a little bit more money on, on these international prospects, you know, get them in. Especially after, you know, it broke right before that Washington landed the number two international prospect, you know, in my mind, I'm like, damn, like that sucks. Then like you texted me right away. You're like, Philly's got this guy. I'm like, all right. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everything about the player. Um, but, I mean, to be number four in the international pool, that's that's pretty significant. So, I, I, I'm very happy that the Phillies are being active uh, and continuing to try to improve the organization, even in the midst of a lockout. Baby steps for sure. And uh, hopefully this lockout gets sorted out relatively soon so they can start making uh, bigger steps. Kevin? Was there anything else you wanted to uh, touch to on today before we sign off? I kind of just wanted to pick your brain real quick on – he's kind of a forgotten man here, but how do you feel about Adam Hazley's future with the Philadelphia Phillies? Where does he fit in 2022? Uh, does he have any terms of a future? You know, this is putting what had happened last year uh, off the field. You know, hope everything's all right with Adam. Obviously, we don't have a ton of information. Uh, but hopefully, you know, that's behind them. We can start to, you know, get back to playing baseball because for a little bit there, David, it looks like he was going to be a pretty big piece for the Phils. Um, I think the talent's there. So I, I kind of just want to get your opinion on, you know, what you think, you know, 2022 and beyond holds for Adam Hazley because he's still a Philly. A lot of people probably forget that. He's still a Philly and he's a former top 10 pick. Um yeah. 264 career uh, batting average. Kevin, if I have to be honest, I think Adam Hazley's baseball future is not in Philadelphia. Um, I think that's fair. You know, Dave Dombrowski is his end-of-the-year press conference. And Dave, I like Dave because he doesn't pull punches. Like, he's, he's brutally, like, truthful. And yeah. they asked him, they said, you know, what are your thoughts about the in-house options at center field? And he, like, flat-out said, like, Mickey Moniak, Adam Hazley, he doesn't view as getting – you know, going to be on the main roster. He doesn't think they're long-term pieces in Philadelphia. And you know what? Like, I like Mick. I like Adam Hazley. You know, I, I've been on the Mickey Moniac train for a while, but at some point this team needs a legitimate center fielder. Um, yeah. I think I think the fourth outfield spot's probably been secured by Matt Vierling because of all the guys, he's the only one who came up and, like, actually hit in the major leagues, like, actually did the thing. Love um, Matty B, man. Love yeah, Matty. like, he, he's a piece. I like Matt more, more than – He can play Adam all over the field. Yeah, so I think that kind of that hole has been filled. You assume they sign a left fielder. You assume they're going to go get a veteran center fielder. So it's like, where's Adam Hazley? Probably nowhere. I think he's probably traded, whether it's just to free up a roster spot, to get a little cash, get a prospect, you maybe flip him for a bullpen piece or a depth piece somewhere. 
Um, but I, I think that ship has sailed. It's unfortunate because, again, it's another high pick they've whiffed on, um, you know, especially two outfielders in Moniak, Hazley. I'm sure the Phillies thought at one point that it was going to be Hazley, Moniak, Carper. It never yeah. happened. Um, yeah, I mean, it sucks because I, I think they wanted Hazley to be the center fielder last year. And, you know, other other circumstances took over and, and prevented that. And that, that really is unfortunate. But uh, I, I do think the, the Adam Hazley ship has has sailed. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Uh, I agree that I don't think he's a, a major player in 2022. I don't necessarily know if they're going to trade him on the spot. I think he, it's more likely he's just organizational depth at this point. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll get some playing time, you know, if injuries come up or, you know, who knows? Maybe, he, you know, he starts here in AAA and he hits 325 in the first month. And you're thinking, okay, I mean, you know, maybe this guy has a role here off, off the bench because – yeah, I know we're getting ready to wrap here, and uh, you know we'll talk about it more as as we progress through the off season. But they need they need a good bench. So like whatever they can do to improve their bench, I think is very important. Uh, you know, it, it, you you have a lot of holes there now because Miller's gone, uh, Torrey is as of now. Both of those players are gone. Those were probably your two best bench players last year. You know, and, and do you think that's crazy to say? No, they were probably their best, and I think they needed to get better from there. You know, yeah. I, like they weren't good enough. Love Brad Miller, though. I think there's still a chance he comes back. I'm not ruling that out quite yet. Me too. I mean, man, 20 homers last year. I mean, he had that abysmal stretch, but aside from that awful stretch, he was pretty good overall. Did some big hits for the Phils last year too. So who knows? Uh, but I agree on Hazley. Uh, like I said, I think it's more likely he'll just be a part of the rotation or rotation organization as opposed to having a big role. Yeah. I mean, like I said, if he comes in spring training and he's raking, you know, maybe that changes their opinion. Um, but I can't say I'm, I'm as confident as I've, I've been in the past with, with Hazley. Yeah. Hopefully everything's behind him and he can focus on just playing baseball. Absolutely rooting for the kid. Um, with that said, Kevin, you know, we talked 30 minutes of baseball when there's no baseball going on. Um, you know, hopefully we're able to keep that up. We appreciate everyone uh, tuning in. We appreciate all the new support on social media. We surpassed 400 followers on Twitter. Uh, that's super exciting. Definitely have more giveaways and, and stuff of that nature Certainly. in the future. We'll, we'll definitely have some ticket giveaways during the season. Uh, we did a few last year. We'll do more memorabilia and stuff. We may do some, uh, you know, David's obviously not able to attend many baseball games in Philadelphia for numerous reasons. Uh, but I was in the ballpark a bunch last year. A lot of the promotional giveaways, bobbleheads, uh, pennants that they give away, probably give them away here on the show. So stick with us. Thank you for all the support on the last giveaway. Uh, congrats to our winner. And we'll certainly have more coming up. Yeah, no, we, we got exciting stuff planned. And, and our our goal is to continue to, continue to talk baseball uh, during this lockout. You know, a lot of people are – are kind of just waiting and I think we've taken we've taken the approach of like hey let's let's talk this sport let's talk Phillies all the way up until the season starts um with that said again make sure to check us out on Twitter check us out on Facebook uh subscribe on Apple Podcast Apple Podcast Spotify wherever you get your podcasts all of those links are going to be down below in the description um with that said we're the Bullpen Blues podcast and we will talk to you on a couple of days go Phils